0: Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. In this episode, I'm talking with Courtney Nichols-Gould of Smarty Paws. She's on a mission to make your whole family healthier, even your dog. We talk about how to get started in the pet industry, from deciding if your product solves a real problem, to how you can get more visibility in a competitive market. Courtney also talks about how important it is to consider the environment and pet parent lifestyles in your business decisions. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear how she met her two rescue dogs, Pig and Bandit. They both have really sweet origin stories. Courtney Nichols-Gold is the co-founder and co-CEO of Smarty Pants Vitamins, the leading maker of premium comprehensive supplements with a commitment to bring more health to more people every day. Since launching online in 2011, Smarty Pants has led the industry in making ingredient choices focused on quality and transparency and wrapping them in a delicious package for the whole family, even the four-legged members. In 2018, Smarty Pants launched a sub-brand called Smarty Paws, premium comprehensive supplements for dogs, which is what we're interested here on this show. (laughs) As part of their commitment to good health for the real world, Smarty Pants supports vitamin angels to help get life-changing vitamins to people all over the world, and Smarty Paws supports the Humane Society of the United States. Hi, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. I'm so interested in in hearing your story um, since you've sort of um, come over to the dog side of the world after being (laughs) on the people side for a while.
1: (laughs) We like this side.
0: Yeah. How do do you um, find the transition from, um, you know, I guess what inspired you to transition from doing sort of people supplements um, and helping people to transitioning into the pet space?
1: You know, it kind of happened. The transition uh, into PET really happened the same way that we created Smarty Pants for people, which is that, you know, it kind of started with a problem that we identified in our own family. So we started Smarty Pants because we were looking for a comprehensive supplement we felt good about giving to our kids and to everybody in our own family um, that had all the nutrients that we wanted, but was still affordable. And was also in a single serving as opposed to having to take a lot of different things because all those things get in the way of sticking with a regimen and therefore kind of getting the benefit. So that's why we started Smarty Pan. And over time, you know, we have two rescues at home uh, one very mellow eight year old named Pig, and one extremely high strung border collie rescue who is three years old, uh, appropriately named Bandit. And c- kind of like we saw with our kids you know the supplement world in pet is really was kind of quite far behind the evolution of where we saw with humans and you know we saw a lot of folks giving their dog trying to give their dog supplements but it's not like your dogs get blood work right so you don't know and to me it was a little scary what we saw you know what we saw out in the market were these supplements that were vitamins meaning they were synthetic vitamins but you have no idea how much vitamin d your dog needs right? So giving them a synthetic mega loaded vitamin seemed very scary to me because I don't, as opposed to a food solution, I don't know where, um, where the line is, right? And so what, what we, the question we started asking ourselves, which is the same question we asked when we created Smarty Pants, is was there room for a comprehensive supplement um, using the best ingredients in a way that was really safe so we didn't have to worry about the dog getting too much of something while still addressing the gaps that we know exist, even when you're giving them a whole food diet, right? And so it's the same with, human, with humans. So we reached out to a lot of these leading researchers in the field and started asking questions and, and really had this idea. One is there a need for this? Uh, if we could come up with a, with a supplement that really used food-based ingredients so we didn't have to worry about the dog getting too much of something. Uh, and focus on on where we think the gaps were. And the consensus was, was very consistent and strong. Yes, there's a need for this if you do it the right way and Smarty Paws was born. So we worked on it actually for about two and a half years before we launched the product because, you know, we started with our own dogs and all of our friends and people we know who have dogs and with rescue operations that we know, and we wanted to make sure that we were uh, doing a good thing and a good thing that was needed. So that's kind of where it came from.
0: Yeah, well, while you're sort of sharing that story, it really makes me think of a lot of the different supplements that I've bought for my dogs over the years are usually always a powder. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to know how much to give. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and the calculations in the back can be like really confusing. Um, so I love that the smarty paws comes in almost like a treat form. Um, and it's a lot easier to give to your dog and you don't have to like guess if you're, you know, it'll say like a quarter of a scoop, but like, it's hard to like, what if you give more than that? Like what, you know, what is correct? And
1: is that dangerous? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think, there look, there are a lot of good companies doing good things, there's no doubt. It's And I, I think, you know, we have always focused on what are all, there's never just one problem you're trying to solve for, right? There's usually multiple problems. And so we try to think about all of them. And that's one of the things I think that, you know, has made us different is we really try to think about every single issue. And so to your point, one of the things that we made sure to do, which is pretty unique in this space, is that we designed it so that it's customizable, both by life stage, but also by size. So it's not a one size fits all, right? And so it depends on how much your dog weighs and what age they are. That changes what their nutrient needs are. And so that was another thing that we really thought about. So it's not, to your point, to make it easy, right? Our the whole our job is so that you don't have to worry. And one of those things is to create a serving approach that takes the worry out. To your point, yeah.
0: So um, in in doing a lot of your research and product development, like what were some of the? Um, the the nutrients that dogs were lacking, or kind of the issues that you wanted to help address through the Smarty Paws vitamins.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Here's what there there there. There's two ways to look at it. One are what are the issues that a lot of the vets and folks are seeing in terms of an increase of issues, and I think allergies is one, which isn't something I would have guessed skin issues, which I which is a form of allergies, really, oh, which we that. definitely, right? And we see it too, especially in the summer, like my dogs get the hot spots, and that mm-hmm. clearly seems to be an increasing issue. Um, and I think uh, hip and joint is always obviously a very common issue, especially with either larger breed dogs or adults or senior dogs. So on the hip and joint, you know, we really focus on the green lip muscle. Again, we really focus on sources that we feel good about, not just for the customer that we're serving in this case 4 legged customer, but also the planet. I think we, we really try to be conscientious in terms of what we're doing to the environment we operate in. That's a real important thing for us. And so um, green greenlit muscle for hip and joint, skin, There's there are quite a few ingredients in the product that um, try to focus on skin irritation and sensitivity, particularly in heat and allergies. So, you know, we know that things like flax help. We know alfalfa, um, alfalfa is a really good source, uh, as well. So those ingredients that we focus on and I really, we go to others. We are not the experts and really we built smarty pants. We're not doctors. And we always make sure everyone understands that we're not doctors. We're not the experts. Our job is to go find people and not just one person, right? You don't want just one medical advisor. You want a panel of people with a spectrum of research and a spectrum of backgrounds and focus in their practice so that you can find out where the consensus is. Consensus on safety, consensus on prevention around those key functions. But I think hip and joint, skin and coat, allergy, those are very clear issues for most dog owners at some point in their dog's life that could use some preventative health, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. The skin allergy... Or just allergies in general has just been—I mean, all over the place. Everyone's always talking about it. I hear about yeah. it all the time. So um, I think that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, and the other thing, it's, while you while you were talking, the kind of I wanted to point out to the people who are listening is that even if you're not an expert, you can still make such a difference in the world by making information available to people. And like you're making wonderful products available to people and information available to people, and that can make such a difference in pets' lives you don't have to be the veterinarian yourself necessarily um, to make a huge difference for pets. So that's really
1: inspiring. But I think, uh, but I think it's important that you don't, as long as you don't position yourself as the expert, you know what I mean? That's this world that I think is pretty tricky where folks are, you know, acting like they're an expert. And that's really, I think is, is a problem. So we, we work with some of the leading thinkers in this area and in the field of human nutrition. And we, uh, I think try to, like you said, we want to share the information. And I think it's important to say we ourselves are not the experts. We, we work with those people and you know, you can learn about them on our website. We share their bios and their backgrounds. And um, so I think it's important to not say, I, it's important to know what you don't know but yeah. that doesn't mean you, you can't help solve the problem. And so what our job is to find the smartest people uh, that we think are do, working on these issues and to help um, say, hey, we know that EPA, DHA is really critical for skin health. So make sure that you've got that, that in your product. If it's truly going to be comprehensive, it needs to include EPA, DHA, for example.
0: Right. Fantastic. So um, switching gears a little bit, I I know that Smarty Paws supports the Humane Society. uh, And I was wondering, you know, I see we're we're chatting on video for everyone who's listening, but I can see a big smile across your face when I mention that. So I (laughs) wanted to hear a little bit more about the, the work that you do with the Humane Society and some of those kind of rewarding aspects of having a brand like Smarty Paws.
1: Well, you know, it really came out when we started the Smarty Pants originally in um, 2011. We knew that we wanted to have an impact beyond the folks that even could afford our own, could afford to buy the vitamins, knowing that the people that could, you know, benefit the absolute most are probably those least likely to be able to afford it, right? And that's true for, for animal well-being as well. And so we had this, you know, from the very beginning, the commitment was, that we would put a matching grant in place so that for every bottle sold or for every pouch of smarty paws we would make a matching donation um i don't know because frankly it's just the right thing to do and i think uh, particularly in the pet world you know there is a impact on the planet there's an impact because they are meat eaters right vegan uh dogs although that's certainly a growing that's a growing thing. But for, the, for 99% of the dogs on this planet, they are eating meat, and that has consequences. And so we really want to be responsible to supporting, I think, the bigger picture that we operate in, and also to helping uh, support rescue animals. And we really liked the Humane Society because they're doing both those things, right? So it's about helping, um, you know, whether it's spay, or neut- spay and neuter initiatives, providing nutrients to dogs that are in shelters, um, you know, efforts to adopt more dogs out. Or if it's really helping wildlife and sustaining, um, you know, habitats and things like that. So for us, it's 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 really just trying to be aware that we have an obligation not just to our customers. The, the pets that we serve directly, but really to the to the wider world. And that's been true for us uh, from, from day one uh, in terms of our work with Vitamin Angels. So we were really excited. And, you know, we just made our 10 millionth match to Vitamin Angels. With scale, you know, uh, we can have a, a pretty significant impact in partnership with our customers. So that's what got me excited about, you know, making that a part of the Smarty Paws mission as well, but making sure it's targeted to that audience, not to the Vitamin Angels uh, audience. So it's pretty exciting for us. We, we love the opportunity to help. And the more successful we are, the more, the more uh, animals we can help.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's something that I was just thinking about was that, you know, you can make more of an impact and you can make more donations if you're getting your product out there and more people learn about it and more people are buying it since you're doing uh, this matching program. It's hard to find dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style. I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Wag Repeat Shop is full of artist-designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog, and stylish gifts for the dog-obsessed. Best-selling products from the Wear Wag Repeat Shop, like our Puppy Breath Candle, have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and The Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself. Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and use promo code podcast. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code podcast. So, um, do you have any advice for someone who is just starting out? Uh, I know that you are an expert in in startups. Um, so, if someone is just starting out in in the pet product space or the pet wellness space, do you have any advice for how they can get the word out about their brand or how you have done it with
1: your brand? So, I, the I think a couple the couple pieces of advice, and I think this holds true really if it's pet products or anything else, is one, make sure you're solving a real problem, right? I think there's a lot of excitement about being an entrepreneur and uh, that's great. It can be really rewarding for um, you know, the right kind of person. It's, it is a very exhausting, intense way to work. It also has lots of freedom and flexibility. So there are good and bad about that. Um, so if it's going to be really challenging, I think it's important that you feel connect, one, connected to what it is that you're doing and that there's a real problem. There is there is a reason that so many of the very successful startups came from someone who experienced a problem firsthand and then tried to solve it versus saying, hey, I want to start a company and make a million dollars, right? That typically, it just doesn't work because to solve a problem, I think, in an elegant way, and by elegant, I mean, you know, 360 degree approach where you're really solving the problem in a way that's going to... Um, create a lot of interest for other people who have that same problem, you've got to experience it yourself. And so I would just say to people, if you're looking at something, you know, it's very hard to make it work if you just see market data and say, Ooh, the pet supplement business is going to grow fast. I should go launch a pet supplement company because it's hard to do something different. The other thing I would say is just make sure you look at what's already out there and see, is there a place where where another company isn't solving a problem, right? Like, is there a segment maybe they're not talking to? Is there a certain age group or is there an approach? Um, you know, there's some ways companies build in retail, meaning in brick and mortar, and maybe there's an opportunity uh, direct to consumer. So that would be the first piece of advice is really just make sure you're solving a real problem, that it's a problem that you understand, uh, and that it's a problem that has scale, right? Uh, and your company doesn't have to be huge to be amazing. It doesn't have to, to get big, but you just want to make sure you, you've lined up your expectation, your approach with the size of the market that has that same problem. And in terms of where to build, uh, you know, online can be a really attractive place to do that. Uh, you still have to get eyeballs on your product. That's why Amazon has been so successful because they have all, they've aggregated all those eyeballs there. So direct to consumer is attractive, but at scale, it does get quite expensive. You're bidding for terms to get people to you know, search terms so people see you. And so I would suggest if you're just starting out, Amazon is a great place because you will you can see reviews, you get immediate feedback on your product, you'll see what people like and what they don't like, uh, which can help you in terms of developing your product. So, you know, if, if I were just starting out today, that'd probably be the place that I would start, which is getting it on Amazon, just letting friends know that you've launched the product so that they can see it, buy it there, provide reviews. And that kind of creates the flywheel effect, um, you know, that attracts more and more customers. The more reviews you have on Amazon, the more attention your your product will receive. It's also great to just go to farmer's markets, frankly, go to dog runs, go to places where you know people are, bring them your product and let them try it and give you feedback. Uh, you just, you can't be afraid of that feedback. It's it's really, that's the most important thing when you're first starting out to make sure that you really are solving a problem that exists.
0: Yeah. And, and I, that's one of the other things I love about the pet industry is that we can actually go in person to a dog park or something like that and meet our customers. Totally. And I think in other in other industries, it seems like it's not as easy as going to the park and hanging out with dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. And people, you know this, I mean, the thing that's so cool is how people feel about their pets now. I mean, it is different. And people are having their children later and later, choosing not to have kids at all. And, you know, we have co-evolved with these creatures for literally, you know, thousands of years. And Uh, I think there's something really unique and special about that relationship. And so it's very natural that we want to take really good care of them. And preventative health is way less expensive (laughs) than trying to cure an issue. And so, you know, to me, it's common sense, right? I mean, we, we take vitamins in my family. We, we know that they work. We get our blood work done. We've seen the impact they have on us. And so, you know, it seems a very natural extension to apply that same thing to our own dogs. And, you know, that's why we started Smarty Paws. You know, my pig, my older dog had a skin issue and I was really excited. I gave her Smarty Paws and it is not the same anymore in the summer. And that makes me so happy, you know, because they can't talk. We all feel a greater sense of responsibility, a greater sense of guilt, a greater sense of, you know, they can't communicate what they need. And so anything we can do to take some of the guesswork out is great. You know, we feel really good about.
0: Yeah. And I love that personal connection that you have. And my dog, Lucy, she is a major hotspot dog just because she's a lab and she's in the water yeah, as much as every day she finds a fountain that I didn't know existed
1: <laughs> just after you've given her a bath Yeah, know, and the mud hole. Yeah. yeah So
0: she's always always wet and I I do my best and I feel so guilty and so bad when she does get one and I feel so sorry for her Because she can't really do anything about it um, But then it's also very expensive. We were we had to go to the vet while we were on vacation because um, she got one and uh, it costs $170 at the back. I know, it's
1: crazy. Like yeah, you just walk so, in the door and it's mm-hmm. 200 bucks, you know? You're right, yeah. So this
0: um, approach to preventative care and, um, you know, I, I'm discovering as I'm doing more and more research into the hotspots how important it is to have, you know, skin, skin supplements actually can help mm-hmm. prevent those, um, which is- Chia
1: seeds are really good. Alfalfa, the chia seeds, alfalfa, EPA, DHA is great. And that was, you know, that was one of the first things I remember trying. My vet gave me a tube of EPA DHA. It was like a paste. I was like, I used that thing one time. And it probably cost me 50 bucks. I, I was like, this is, un- like, how am I going to get this disgusting paste? on? And then I have to, like, spackle it onto the food. Then the food sticks to the knife. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? It's that kind of stuff. It's just like, people forget. That you have to be able to use it for it to work. Or, mm-hmm. or else it just sits on the sits on the shelf, really. It's great that the options now for fresh food, but one that's really expensive, you know, that's not affordable for a lot of people and it's a huge hassle. And so, yes, if you've got lots of time in your day or that's a wonderful option, but a lot of people still use kibble, you know? And, and, and so, and the reality is kibble is a fine solution most of the time, but it is not a complete solution. There are just things that are not in kibble because kibble isn't something that's going to maintain the integrity of that ingredient. You know what I mean? You can't, no one's putting green lip muscle Into the you know, so you know I think that's also just being realistic about what people want to be able to do, but really what they're able to do on a daily basis, and realize that there's just going to be gaps. It's the same for human beings; it's no different, you know, than for dogs. I mean, no one's perfect. We all have a lot going on in our lives, and there are times where um, something's more affordable or not, or more workable or not. And that's what we're trying to do is just make it a little bit easier, frankly, on a daily basis, and do something that you can feel good about and um, and not have to worry. Yeah.
0: Well, so speaking of busyness and solutions, do you have any favorite resources or apps or programs or anything that you use to either run your business or just your life in general?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny. I went through a, fa- there's a couple apps. The one that I love is Pupper School, which is actually a yes. um, trick training app, which it has been a miracle because we have this border collie that we didn't even know was a border collie when we rescued him. And he is like a full time job. Um, and so I love that because it's really easy. You can do one trick to teach him a trick or something. And it's cool. You can see that actually starting to happen more and more with dogs, not as like a performer, but it's just a way to communicate and bond with your dog. That trick training is actually a really cool way to just, you know, communicate and create um, an activity to do together that doesn't require a big yard. It doesn't require that you go on an hour walk. Those things aren't great too, obviously. But, um, so pupper. And then, you know, for me, it's more about trying not to be on my apps too much and trying to leave enough room for the spontaneous to happen. So I probably have the reverse thing, which is I try not to, you know, I give myself 20 minutes on Instagram To kind of because I love visuals, I love all the images. I follow a lot of nature accounts, a lot of animal wildlife, a lot of those. So I let myself do that, and it's great. And then twenty minutes at the end of the day to unwind. But I try not to do that during the day, just so I can stay connected. And if I'm with my kids, you know, with my animals, I try not to be distracted. It's funny, you know. There's a lot of written about that with being distracted on your phone while you're with your kid. And I've noticed that I will do it with my dog sometimes, and she'll look at me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing it right now. I, you know, I just need to be present. So I would honestly say the thing I've worked the most on I spend the time on is just trying not to do those things, trying not to be distracted. And the more I can just be present in the moment, the happier I am, the, the more able I am to be a good CEO and a mom and a friend and a wife, or, you know what I mean? And a dog, I, mom. Unfortunately, <laughs> a dog mom. I think it's really the, it's the trick for all of us. Just be there, be present to what's happening and look them in the eyes. You know what it's like when they look you in the eyes, you're just like, I'd do anything. Just whatever. What do you need me to do? You need me to throw the ball 700 times for the boss. Stop looking at me with his eye. I can't take it. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. I, I catch myself doing that sometimes too. I'll be like hanging out at my house at night and I'm like looking at my phone, scrolling through something I've already looked at a hundred times cool. and, and cool. the dogs cool. are nudging me. And I'm like, I just need yep. to sit down and just play with you for a few minutes. And it, we're, we'll both yeah. be so much happier afterwards. And
1: you feel better. Yeah. Totally. And so are they. Everyone's happier. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, okay, the last question that I have to ask you, um, you mentioned your dogs, Pig and Bandit, and that they're yeah. rescues. But how did they, how did you guys all meet? How did they come into your
1: life? Oh, what's our meet cute? What's our yeah. meet cute story? Yeah. Um, well, Pig was a planned one. The kids and I had been looking on, uh, we were using Petfinder. We've been waiting, waiting. And we actually went to a rescue event here in LA and we were going to adopt her sister. And we walked in and I don't know, there was Edie. She was this tiny little thing. She had a distended belly from worms and these huge ears. She's a Belgian melanois um, mix. And she had these huge ears and she looks like a little donkey pig, which is how she got her name and she was so cute we just i don't know we were just like she's obviously the one she's coming on with us so that was pig and she's now eight so we got her when she was six weeks old eight weeks old so cute bandit is a totally different story we had sort of been thinking oh at some point getting another dog for pig would be so great and she'd probably love some company but we were at a retreat and i was at a yoga i was in a yoga class my husband was there and i walk out of the yoga class, and I hear my husband say behind me, oh no, because what he sees over my shoulder is someone standing from clearly like a rescue place, standing in this lobby outside of this yoga class, holding like four puppies, clearly knowing what they were doing. Like people coming out of a yoga class are gonna be way too vulnerable and susceptible to this sort of thing. Prime target. He saw me, (laughs) totally. He he, literally, without seeing my face, could see me see the puppy and was like, it, it's over. Like, we're done. She's clearly taking that puppy. We were in Utah. I was like, I'm taking that puppy home with me. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was six weeks old. They told me it was eight weeks old. Found out later it was six weeks, which was very naughty. But anyway, um, and it was so cute. And we brought him home. And he was, you know, when, when border collies are little, they have smashed little noses. Well, very, it became clear within, like, I think three weeks after we adopted and we came down in the middle of the night, he'd somehow opened his crate and was sitting on top of it. <laughs> and I I was like, we, I have a hysterical picture of him. Like it's in the middle of the night and he's literally sitting in a perfect sitting position looking at me, you know, in, on top of the crate inside his little pen. And I just wrote like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Like this thing is <laughs> I, we are in trouble. Like immediately call in the somebody because we, we are in way over. Our head. Anyway. So that's bandit. And lots of, lots of training for the pet parents later. Uh, he's a great dog. And so those are our stories.
0: Aw, they sound awesome. I love both those stories. Yeah, um, well, funny. Thank you, Courtney, for sharing everything. Um, tell everyone where they can learn more about Smarty Paws online.
1: So on Instagram, we're Smarty, we're smarty Paws. Uh, and Smarty Pants. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to check out our website, learn more about our advisors and, and why we do what we do, you can go to SmartyPawsHealth.com. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast.
0: You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.